This is Chad Brashears, and you're listening to Never In My Wildest Dream podcast. This podcast is about creating a behind-the-scenes look with coaches, fans, and reporters from our point of view, sharing cool stories as only we've lived them. The goal is for you to learn something new to help your life and allow yourself to take a break from everyday chaos and let us give you a behind-the-scenes look into our world. Never In My Wildest Dreams podcast begins in... Three, two... Good morning and welcome to Never In My Wildest Dream Podcast. It is Wednesday, June the 2nd, second day of the sixth month of the year. Looking forward to today's show. We're going to talk a little Trust Tuesday from yesterday that we didn't get to because we talked about Monday. We're also going to talk a little Wednesday Wisdom. We're going to talk graduation this evening, how graduation went last night, as well as what's happened locally in sports. Let's first start in the world of sports. Let's first start in the world of college basketball. Wake Forest has hired former East Tennessee State head coach Jason Shea as an assistant. The school announced Shea's hiring Tuesday. Shea left ETSU for one season after Steve Forbes left the Buccaneers to take over the Demon Deacons program in 2020. Shea had been an assistant under Forbes there for five years. Shea resigned in March as ETSU's head coach, saying it was in the best interest for himself, his family, and the program. Shea and his players were criticized, including by some Tennessee state lawmakers for the team's decision to kneel during the national anthem for a game in February. Shea also worked with Forbes at Tennessee and Northwest Florida State Junior College. During the 12 years together on the bench, we've accomplished a lot of thrilling lifetime memories, Forbes said in a statement. I look forward to creating much more memories here at Wake Forest and in the ACC. In college football, the Florida Gators football coach Dan Mullen received a three-year contract extension through the 2026 season that raises his annual salary to $7.6 million. The new annual salary will make him the third highest paid coach in 2021 in the SEC behind Nick Saban at $9.1 a year and LSU's Ed Oregon makes $8.7 a year. The salary also puts him fifth nationally. Florida released the information Tuesday in response to a public request record. Dan has done a tremendous job in the three seasons of Florida, and we're fortunate to have someone who is obviously talented as a head coach and leading our football program, the athletic director said. I look forward to working alongside him and support his vision of Gators football and our student-athletes for many years to come. Mullen received $1.5 million annual raise after taking the Gators to the SEC championship game behind Heisman finalist Kyle Trask. Going into his fourth season with the Gators, Mullen has gone 29-9 at Florida, including three straight New Year's six appearances. During the 2020 season, there was a share of controversy for Mullen, who notably made headlines when he called for every Floridian to pack the swamp, even during the coronavirus pandemic, after a loss to Texas A&M. Later in the season, he was in the middle of a bench-clearing brawl against Missouri that ended up getting him fined $25,000. Then in December, the NCAA put Florida on a one-year probation and gave Mullen a one-year show clause because of recruiting violations. All of this happened, and he still got a $1.5 million annual raise. Let's stay with football. We'll jump to the professional ranks. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers head coach Bruce Arians said Tuesday that he is not sure how much Tom Brady will do in next week's mandatory minicamp because of recovery from his offseason knee injury. Brady has been thrown in private workout with teammates instead of attending the OTAs, but Arians said that he might err on the side of caution. I don't know how much I'll let him do with a guy chasing him around, Aaron said. We'll see. We'll see what the doctors say. We'll see what he's been doing. Aaron was not present last week when Brady took it upon himself to throw with teammates, even though no coaches were present. That was after Brady and teammates practiced last Monday at the Yankees practice facility in Tampa. Aaron's wanted Brady and his teammates at the team facility to ensure they would be protected in case of an injury. 
Brady said Aaron's charity event last month that he expected to be ready at the mini camp, slated for Monday through Wednesday of next week. He threw for the first time since surgery two weeks ago, putting him a little ahead of schedule. But Brady also said that Aaron's wants to err on the side of caution. Let's switch teams back to the AFC now, as with the disappointing first-round playoff loss to Cleveland Browns still fresh, Ben Roethlisberger made the immediate decision to return to Pittsburgh Steelers as the quarterback for at least another season. To do that, though, he recognized that his $41.25 million cap was unattainable, and he asked the front office to cut his pay so that he could fill roster spots around him. It was my idea, he said on Tuesday, speaking publicly for the first time since the postseason loss. I told them I wanted to help the team out however we could, and that I want them to get guys assigned so that we can go win football games. In order to do that, to get the guys here, I felt as though it was necessary to cut my salary. Roethlisberger, who is 39 years of age, reduced his salary by $5 million, signing a new contract to set the void after the 2021 season. But even though the terms of the deal seem to be have a set expiration date on his tenure as a quarterback, Roethlisberger wasn't willing to speculate on his future. That is all for football. Let's go to baseball from last night. The Indians beat the White Sox 6-5. The Yankees beat the Rays 5-3 in 11 innings. The Orioles topped the Twins 7-4. The Blue Jays beat the Marlins 5-1. The Phillies hang 17 on the Reds as they win 17-3. The Nats win 11-6 over Atlanta. The Tigers win 10-7 over the Brewers. The Cubs beat the Padres 4-3. The Astros beat the Red Sox 5-1. The Royals beat the Pirates 10-5. The Rockies topped the Rangers 3-2 in 11. The Arizona Diamondbacks beat the Mets 6-5 in 10. The Angels beat the Giants 8-1. The Athletics beat the Mariners 12-6. And the Cardinals beat the Dodgers 3-2. On to tonight's games. The Indians remain in home playing against the White Sox. The Padres travel to Chicago to take on the Cubs. The Mets remain in Arizona to take on the Diamondbacks. The Twins remain in Baltimore to play against the Orioles. The Rays stay in New York to take on the Yankees. The Marlins will play against the Blue Jays. The Nationals will stay in Atlanta to take on the Braves. The Red Sox are in Houston to play against the Astros, and that is the ESPN game of the night. The Rangers are still at Coors Field to play against the Rockies. The Cardinals are at Dodger Stadium to play against the Dodgers. The Athletics are in Seattle to play against the Mariners. And the only postponed game tonight is the Phillies and the Reds. That is all for MLB Baseball. Now on to NBA playoffs from last night. The Brooklyn Nets took care of the Boston Celtics last night, winning 123-109 to and winning the series four games to one. James Harden had 34 points, 10 rebounds, and 10 assists, while Jason Tatum led the Celtics with 32 points, 9 rebounds, and 5 assists. In double overtime, the Nuggets beat the Trailblazers 147-140. to Damian Lillard had 55 points, 6 rebounds, and 10 assists to lead the Trailblazers. Nikola Jolkic had... 38 points, 11 rebounds, and 9 assists to lead the Nuggets. That series is now 3-2 in favor of Denver. And in the nightcap last night, the Suns beat the Lakers 115-85. Devin Booker had 30 points, 7 rebounds, and 5 assists, while LeBron James had 24 points, 5 rebounds, and 7 assists. Phoenix now leads that series 3-2 as well. Into tonight's games. The Wizards are in Philly to take on the 76ers, down three games to one. The Hawks are in New York, leading the series three games to one. That game is on TNT. The Grizzlies are in Salt Lake City to take on the Jazz, down three games to one. And in a series that's tied 2-2, two two, 
the games will be played in Los Angeles, and that's the Mavericks and the Clippers. That is all for NBA basketball this evening. Looking forward to Thursday's games as well. Game six of that series will be played both in Portland and in Los Angeles. The Nuggets will be going against the Portland Trailblazers trying to close the series out. And the Suns are trying to close their first series in, seems like, forever against the Lakers to see if they can move on to the second round of the playoffs. That is all for sports. When we come back right after this, we will have Trust Tuesday. Never in my wildest dreams podcast begins in... Three, two, one... Welcome back to Never In My Wildest Dream Podcast. We're going to put Trust Tuesday and Wednesday Wisdom together here as we kind of kick ourselves into what looks like the middle of the work week as we had Monday off and I totally forgot about that. But here's something to think about as we put both of these together. Every day is a blank canvas and a unique opportunity to explore the outer depths of who we are as we strive to get 1% better in some facet of our daily lives. We should aspire to grow each day in our lives. Never let one day go by which we have not done at least one thing to better ourselves than we were the day before. The journey towards personal transformation and one self of leading through an awkward marathon of self-discovery. Each of us has a comfort zone, but not much learning has ever occurred there. As we venture beyond our comfort zone, we provide ourselves with the ability to learn, unlearn, and confront our fears. Whatever we fear, we must eventually face if we truly want to grow. We have to have the great start, but we also have to start to be great. Leadership always begins in the taking accountability for our own lives first, acknowledging where we are in our unique journey. What usually stops us from being more daring in pursuing our endeavors is the fear of what other people think or see in us. Leading ourselves will always require us to silence the external chatter and internal self-doubt. Managing ourselves becomes a process of engaging our minds, hearts, and hopes to new levels of thinking. We must never be afraid to raise the standard of what's actually acceptable in our lives and let go of habits, thoughts, and no longer serve us so that we can become the best version of ourselves. In these moments, when we commit to venturing into the unknown with consistency and an open mind, we further unlock our authenticity and purpose for living. If we work towards always being normal, we will always be normal, but we'll never know how phenomenal we can truly be. This is my thoughts for Wednesday Wisdom as well as Trust Tuesday. When we come back right after this, we will discuss graduation from last night and what tonight looks like for Tech's graduation. Never in my wildest dreams podcast begins in... Three, two, one... Welcome back to Never In My Wildest Dream Podcast. Let's talk graduation. Last night, South Hagerstown High School graduated as well as so did North Hagerstown, Smithsburg, Clear Spring, Hancock, Boonesboro, and Barbara Ingram. The only high school that is graduating this evening is Washington County Technical High School, which is where I'm employed, so I'm looking forward to that. But let's talk about South. I had to run the computer screens, I had to run the live stream, which was a lot of fun. I was able to tie everything together, set some presets on the camera, make sure that it was clean for Dr. Wilcox and for everybody that was not able to attend in person and was able to sit at home in the comfort of their house watching the graduation or live stream, which I think is really, really cool that people from all around the world can see our kids graduate. It was an absolutely perfect evening for graduation, about mid-70s. Sun was never really blaring, but the... Uh, Nice cloud cover as we were able to get graduation intact. The lights were on. The stadium was absolutely packed. It felt like a Friday night at school stadium as we were ready to watch a football game. 
But with the fans there, with the parents there, no social distancing, limited mask, it felt like 2019 all over again. Graduation precisely started at seven o'clock as I would only expect Dr. Wilcox is very anal about his times of start and stop. So at seven o'clock we started, a little after eight o'clock we were finished. By the time I shut everything down, it was about 8.30, 9 o'clock before I got out of there. But it was awesome. Got to see 179 kids graduate. All the guys that played basketball for me were able to walk across the stage, get their diploma, which I'm really excited about and happy for them. My goal is for them to go out and take over the world. Do your best, go grow into the person that you're to become, and never stop working to be a better version of yourself. Just go take on the world, see what happens, and uh, I'll be in your root and in your corner the entire time. As for graduation this evening, Mr. Gaiman, who is our principal here, will be starting at 7 o'clock. His goal was to have it done between 45 minutes and an hour. We're going to come in. We're going to read all of our names. We have the largest graduating class in Washington County this year with over 250-plus students that are going to be walking across the stage with through different academies that we have here, including all the public service academies as well as the academies that are here in the current structure. I'm looking forward to that as well. I'm going to be running the camera from up top. I'm also going to be able to go up in the crow's nest a little bit and kind of watch and observe the entire evening. But I'm really excited to be a part of another graduation because I feel like I'm at two schools at all the time. And I'm very blessed to be able to do that and build relationships in both locations. So tomorrow I look forward to reporting on how our graduation went this evening. As of that, that means that all juniors are now seniors, all sophomores are now juniors, all freshmen are now sophomores which means that eighth graders, you're about to be in high school, and it means that I now have a seventh grader in Mia, which absolutely is crazy to me. Um, that went by way too fast, and in 19 days, she will no longer be a 12-year-old, she will be a teenager. So with all that said, I'm looking forward to the next couple hours of the day as we get into graduation here, as well as the next 21 days as we get ready to have a 13-year-old in my life. So. Thank you for listening to today's show. We will come back tomorrow and we'll do Throwback Thursday. We'll talk about graduation tonight, what's happening locally in sports, what's happening nationally in sports. And as of Friday, we will have the lottery to see which teams are playing who for the Maryland State playoffs. And we will get into that tomorrow because that's going to be Friday morning first thing. Thank you for listening to Never In My Wildest Dream podcast, and we will talk to you soon.